Wir gehen jetzt in den Wassers los. It's Deinen Freundo, Seth, I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh, German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name. Actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Nintendo. 
Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of July 30th. I am your host, Jose Otero, and this week I have some IGN editors to talk all about Pikmin 3. So I'll start introductions. To my left is Brendan Gruber. Graber. Ah, I knew <laughs> I was going to actually Hans Gruber from Die Hard. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, we talked about it right before the show, too. I just, I, I'm sure I say was saying it right. And next to him, Brian Altano. Yep. And making his triumphant return to Nintendo Video Chat. I said voice chat to start, too. This is actually Nintendo Video Chat. That's okay. King Koopa himself. <laughs> Papa Koopa. Whatever you call <laughs> it. <laughs> Richard George. Right. Welcome Hello. back. Hello. Thanks Hello. for having us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Good to be here. So we, uh, we put out a call to, um, to folks on the Nintendo channel this week to send us their Pikmin questions, and we would answer them. So you guys are going to be our panel uh, answering these I mean, questions. Pikmin, Pikmin's out this Sunday. So That's right. if August you 4th. are a Wii U owner and you are not buying this game, A, I'm not sure what you are playing, but B, <laughs> you're a moron. Please buy this game for, for any number of reasons. One is it's quite good. Um, mm-hmm. you know, And I think that uh, you know, we, we had our, our review go up over in the UK and they gave it an 8.8, really good score. Um, also, if you're harassing me about whether I would have given the game a 9 versus an 8-8, eight, eight, I really hate you. Mm-hmm. Um, Find something else to do. I yeah. just really, <laughs> come on. Like, it's a really good score, and it's a really good game, and that's all you need to know. So, and it comes out oh. Sunday. And if you like Wii U games and you want more Wii U games, you should probably buy a Wii U game. There you go. There we go. All right, so our first question. Get ready There's for these rant. user handles, by the way, because some of them are pretty amazing. Uh, UNSC sure. Dropout 9 asks, for someone new to the Pikmin franchise and an as an avid Nintendo fan, can you try to describe what Pikmin really is? I've seen videos and gameplay, but I don't—I just don't quite have it yet. Uh, Who wants to take that? Okay, Total so or with plant creatures. Yeah. <laughs> It's—I uh, mean, so like the, the so when you see it, your immediate instinct is it's some sort of real-time strategy game, but it actually is nothing like a real-time strategy game. It's very much an action game. You really. You know, think of the Pikmin less as units and more as just, you know, tools that you're using as your little spaceman guy. Or, mm-hmm. or you know, there, there are three of them that you, you work between. Um, it, you know, it, it's, it's not like a Command & Conquer game. It's not, uh, you know, St- StarCraft or something like that. You're not building little cities and fortresses and stuff like that. You're really just a dude wandering around, pillaging a unsuspecting planet, killing all of its native life, and <laughs> stealing all of its resources. There we go. There's, uh, the, there's the darkness. You, you, were, you were waiting for that, weren't you? I thought I was like, get yeah. evil! Um, like, yeah. let's, let's get down to it here. This is a murder game. I mean, and the, the thing I love about Pikmin is that there's just really nothing quite like it. I mean, I love the idea that... Uh, you know, I just finished Last of Us, and you're just beating people with bricks and stabbing them and shooting them, and mm-hmm. horrible things are happening. And then, you know, a couple months before that, I was playing Bioshock Infinite, where you're braining people with this claw hand that you have. <laughs> and, right. you know, and this is like wandering around a pleasant little garden. And, you know, I mean, I, I always sort of joke and sort of think about it in these really like dark terms just because it amuses me and I'm a horrible person. But, like, <laughs> I, I just think it's so cool. It's so different. There isn't a, a game like it. You know, a comparison to Command & Conquer or StarCraft or something like that doesn't really work. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, if you played the previous two games, you know exactly what you're getting into. But look at this game. I mean, look, look, watch it playing here on the screen. 
there's it's not there's nothing quite like this game, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's great, you know, the strategy that you use between the different types of Pikmin, uh, switching between the different types of Pikmin. The fact there's a much more open-ended nature to the game this time, where you're really only governed by. You'll see up in the upper right-hand corner near day eight, there's a little juice container times eight there. You're only governed by your resources, uh, you know. And other than that, you can kind of take as much time as you want. Like if uh, the funny thing that happens to me in the office is people are like, "Oh, what day are you on?" Mm-hmm. And I keep reminding people, I'm like, it doesn't matter because yeah. my yeah. day five is different than your day five. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. Okay, Altano, weigh in on that one. What if you had to explain Pikmin? Anything to add to Riches? Yeah, so I mean, Essay. It's, <laughs> like dissertation, soliloquy. I've been like dying to talk about Pikmin. I don't know. A, what you're a about. bunch of strange, quirky human like beings crash land on a planet and they're they need resources and they enlist the help of these local alien ant things that come in different varieties of flavors and textures okay. all uh killable and enjoyable and they all do different things on their own and you enlist them to help you carry things because you're too weak-willed to do it yourself. <laughs> you're just the lazy bastard lazy. is really what this comes so down in, to. So in your process of selfishness, of gathering enough juice to go up back into space and drink every night like a glutton, <laughs> you don't care who dies. You disturb natural habitats left and right. You throw your friends around, and then it, your day ends, and uh, you try to get them all back to the ship if you can, so you can rescue them. Okay. If not, a bunch of them killed, and they're, yeah. they're killed by local And they make creatures. you feel terrible about it, because yep. they make you watch a cutscene as your ship takes off. Have you ever seen the, one Pikmin get left behind? It's pretty sad. Yeah, it's just it's like he falls gruesome. into like platoon style, just like... Why? As the ship just leaves <laughs> yeah. them to die. And they show them getting like murdered by yeah. the yeah. local... You get to watch as they get eaten. It's funny because my day-to-day reaction, so the, uh, when I confront an enemy in the game and I have 100 Pikmin... I'm, I, I keep thinking of like Saruman from Lord of the Rings where I just like raise my arms like to war <laughs> and I just yeah. hoard because there's actually a, you can lock onto a creature and then shake the nunchuck and they just mob the thing uh, but that said at night if I lose some Pikmin and that has happened to me several times I even wrote about sort of like the sort of hu- humiliation of that um I feel bad. I actually feel bad. Yeah. And this is yeah. despite the fact that I'm some crazy old white wizard trying to <laughs> like destroy Middle Earth. Like I He's cosplaying still, at home as I, I still feel yeah, exactly. I'm in like a Roman home, like with the staff. Uh, Roman slippers, like, come Get on. Them. Like Rukai. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So second question. <laughs> second question comes We're never from Steve nineteen eighty six. Does Pikmin Idiot. three have the same idea as Pikmin Adventure in Nintendo Land? Uh, as far as how the gamepad works, uh, he had not played it since the GameCube, so he wasn't too familiar. So, in other words, this is just a general. How does this compare to Pikmin Adventure, which was on Nintendo Land? Oh gosh, I don't, uh, it's very different because yeah, in Nintendo yeah, Land's yeah. Pikmin Adventure, your friends basically played as the Pikmin, and you can boss them around and throw them on enemies to fight. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they were pretty much able to do whatever they wanted on their own, whereas. In Pikmin, you're actually kind of herding and shepherding yeah. uh, the little Pikmin uh, also, creatures. The other thing about it is that the you know sort of basic objective of adventure, and I honestly don't quite remember the controls, but um, there's a much more proactive, competitive nature to adventure, and you're yep. trying to level up, and you're constantly getting the little uh, juice gel, whatever, which gives you extra levels and makes you more powerful and things like that. Um, this is a little different. This is a little more leisurely. It's a little more, you know, play how you feel like playing. Um, different experiences. I remember early on when I played Adventure, I thought it was better than Pikmin 3. Um, but that was because kind of typical Nintendo, they only uh, 
they'll only give you a small slice of a game the first time you ever see it. Yeah. So my first time playing Pikmin 3 was very small, very limited. And then, you know, I played Adventure. I'm like, oh, wow, this is great. You know, but I'm also playing the full idea of Pikmin Adventure. So they, they are significantly different. There is a much fuller experience that's going on in Pikmin 3. And when you get a ha- your hands on the full game, you'll see all the different range of kind of, you know, capabilities and sort of experiences that are in here. I mean, and it's not just story mode, which is all we're really watching now. You, you may have seen videos on the site earlier this week or last week about Bingo Battle, which That's is right. very, very aggressive. And mm-hmm. maybe if you were to make a comparison to Pikmin Adventure, that might maybe And co-op be, mode's fun too, but it's yeah. still not very much like Pikmin Adventure where you're controlling your own little yeah. sort of forces rather than individually controlling yep. like Pikmin and, yep. uh, and, and, and yourself. And the co-op within Pikmin 3 is, you know, in, in the mission mode. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, there's sort of like a superficial level of familiarity or sure. similarity between the two, but I wouldn't yep. say that there's much beyond that. Um, okay. We just, okay. We just killed off a whole bunch of Pikmin, by the yeah. way. <laughs> feel bad, Yeah, and you see their little soul kind yeah, of go to Pikmin heaven. <laughs> yeah. You right. do feel terrible in any way that they die. They I, die I for the greater good. But the funny though, thing is, is when I'm battling, mm-hmm. when I'm having them attack something, I actually don't feel that bad. But I also march around with armies of the red ones. I mostly mm-hmm. use the red ones. Mm-hmm. And the red ones are aggressive little bastards. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I actually love using them for that reason because they're just my my warriors. you know. Oh. And the other guys I'll just bring in when I need to. I actually try not to let the rock ones fight too much. I usually feel bad for making a mistake. And then like a ton of them die at once. You have the, the collective like sigh of death come up. Yeah, there he's got the, the gel. Yeah, it's like a up. crowd all at once. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. well, the, and I wrote about this uh, before the you know a few weeks ago, but my like devastating story was I was doing really well and fighting the boss, and then I realized I was running out of daylight, mm-hmm. and so I was like, okay, I'm going to gather them all up. I'm, and, and this is one of the cool things about the game is you can retreat against a boss and then come back the next day, and the boss will still be that damage level. Mm-hmm. You can pick up where you left off. So I gather all my Pikmin, and I'm kind of getting away from the boss. Boss charges me, scatters all of my Pikmin, <laughs> like all of them, Ooh. and then the day ended. And I lost all of them. Jesus. And fortunately, there is a way to get around that. They sort of uh, anticipated that. You can jump back a day. You lose all your progress. So it's not like you can go from day eight to day seven and then back to day eight again. You will lose all your progress. But it is perfect in a scenario like that where you just feel like you got totally destroyed. So. All right, our next question comes from user handle the naked duck, uh, and he's <laughs> echoing a, a question that came earlier in the uh, in the article where we asked for these. Uh, so my question, like uh, another user gamer four f four said, I hope that's right. Is Pikmin 3 worth buying for a Wii U? First of all, we knew we were going to uh, face this question eventually, so I want you guys to be open and honest. Is It feels weird, too, to kind of justify any console purchase on one game. Like, yeah. you should be purchasing it based on the future of I that think, console. Well, I mean, that's exactly right. I think that a lot of us, uh, and I don't, I don't begrudge people for thinking this way. However, I think it is a very antique way of thinking. I yeah. don't feel like consoles anymore, given their cost, given their complexity, given any number of reasons, should ever be justified based on one game alone. The so, last time I ever feel like that ever, ever, ever happened was Mario 64. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and so that is the, just, like, why yeah. would you do that? Like, to be I think the counterpoint, insane. maybe, oh, no, not to be the counterpoint, but more to, to maybe echo maybe what this question was actually going mm-hmm. for is, is Pikmin 3 a good starting point? Oh, if you yeah. were planning to buy Starting a Wii U. Point, yes, but see, 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 like, so if you go, is a Wii U worth buying? 
and 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 you somehow predicate it on Pikmin three. That you know, in my mind, I'm sitting there going, okay, so you only ever going to buy Pikmin three? Yeah. So in that case, no. That's like a four hundred dollar game, and that's no game is worth four hundred dollars. However, in my head, I'm like, oh, there's Donkey Kong, there's Zelda, there's Zelda, there's Mario World, there's X, there's all these ama- wonderful one hundred and one, there's all these amazing games. Of course, Smash Brothers coming, and I know that. And in that sense, I could see why you would might buy this and a system with it. It's not for it. It's with it mm-hmm. because then you know all this other stuff is coming. I, I think that you know people sitting there expecting Pikmin, and we'll get to this question. I know it's there, but we can and we can get more in depth. Pick, people expecting Pikmin to prove the gamepad or make Wii U instantly purchasable. Uh, I don't know that that's. I don't look at it that way really, and I don't know that that's really necessarily yeah. the right yeah. way to look at it. My my big question and my worry, and if I'm sitting here going, oh, is this worth? buying a system for is what is after Smash Brothers? That's my big question, mm-hmm. right? And Spring we don't 2014 know that. later, what does that yeah. look like? Mm-hmm. Does it turn out to be like the 3DS where literally the 3DS is the best platform I own right now? Mm-hmm. Um, literally? If that, if that, that comes up a lot here. Sorry. Literally. literally. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I just don't want to like make sure, I don't want any ambiguity there. 3DS is absolutely what I play the most of. Um, if that is in store for Wii U, I would be telling, and, and you know, we don't know, but I would be sitting there going, yes, buy a system right now because amazing sure. things are coming. So, Yeah, to me, it, it sort of feels like um, this right. is, if you love Nintendo games, but you haven't re, you know, been re, reminded in a while how great they can be or haven't seen one this beautiful in HD, Pikmin's a fantastic game to jump in on. And I think if I went to a store, I got a Wii U and I came home with Pikmin 3, I would have a couple of weeks worth of really good times playing this game. Mm-hmm. And it would set me up for everything else coming this fall. And yeah. I'd go back and I'd check out Mario U and mm-hmm. Luigi U and yeah, Zombie Maybe U. Maybe Zombie and, U, yeah. And, you know, there's a bunch of games out there. The Virtual Console, like, it, there's, there's Earthbound, a lot. Earthbound. Earthbound. <laughs> yes. Earthbound. Just, and if you guys haven't watched it, watch the Earthbound comment. Or which, it was a video, right? Uh, uh, what, the, Last week's podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a voice Just only. audio. Yeah, yeah. Go back, listen to it, especially if you guys don't know much about Earthbound or don't really get it uh, or understand what that thing is about. Go back, listen to it. It's really thing? cool. Thing? It's uh, a game, Rich. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I think... trolling Earthbound. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's exactly right, though. It's just, you know, when the 3DS came out, and it's funny how we all, me included, were very negative on 3DS when it first came out because... Truthfully, it was not a great experience. Yeah, and we're in the same boat again. Over time, it ev- uh, no, yeah. I mean, <laughs> funny how that happens. <laughs> Seriously, I think the one interesting thing is that 3DS's first there there were two there were two games that came out right after 3DS came out that started making it worthwhile. But they were both N64 ports. Uh, it was Ocarina of Time, Star Fox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was this sort of weird scenario where you're starting to get games, but they're also kind of games you'd played before. Yep. And I remember sort of sitting there going, "Well, I don't." I don't know. When you, you launched know? with Steel Diver, you launched with Nintendo yeah. Dogs, you launched with Pilot Wings. It's yeah, like, and, uh, and the funny thing is, is uh, I would say <laughs> Wii U had a better launch in that regard. New uh-huh. Super Mario Brothers U is pretty damn cool. And yeah. Nintendo Land is actually incredibly underrated, I think. It's, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. great. Um, but then we also had a, you know... Drought. Uh, what? As typical of, of first-year platforms, like it of is. any platform, the drought happens, right? In it the is. first year, you go from like March to, or maybe June. Well, June through August drought is typical. Yeah, and yeah. we're like, sort of we're it's sort usually of, earlier for we're sort of first year of a platform. Obsessing, I mean, not obsessing, but hammering on this point that's been like brought up so many times. I feel like there are probably ways Nintendo could have avoided that. I think yeah. that there, in my head, there are simple, reasonable ways they could have avoided that, and okay. not saying like, oh, bring Pikmin out earlier. It's just. 
bring, get me my virtual console earlier. Give me GameCube virtual console. Give sure. me HD ports. Like I, I, I'm sure that you know. I know that they they debated a lot what they were going to do, like Wind Waker or Skyward Sword or Twilight HD port. Right, just give me all of them. I will buy all of them for forty dollars each. Like, please, like I, I Mario Galaxy. Yes, please. Um, okay, so, so here's our countdown. So uh, since our day is ending and we have to be very careful what we show you, yeah, we'll be we right are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we have more of your questions. Please stay with us. And Brian Altano had an interesting thought during this transition. So, so I, I really feel like the Wii U gets a lot of hate from a lot of people because it's the first console launch that most people have ever seen. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Really, really. So in context, uh, we haven't seen a home console launch in ages before the Wii U. Oh, right? We had the 360 and the PS3, which was, what, a decade ago. Yeah. And I think that... Um, it's almost so, yeah, almost a decade ago. I think it's sort of indicative of what happens in the first year of a new console. And a lot of people forget that. Yep. And it's easy to forget because yeah. it hasn't happened in a while. But mm-hmm. I think that when the PS4 and the Xbox One come out, it's going to be a similar situation where there's one, two, maybe four, five games worth playing in the first six months to a year. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of sitting and waiting while people catch up and they go, all right, this is how this thing's going to work. Also, yeah. This is the people who th- that are playing it. This is the yep. audience we're going to go for. And then two years later, you look down at the system and you're like, wow, I can't believe there was ever a drought on this yep. thing. There's yep. so much yep. to do now. I mean, the thing I always like to bring up, and, and I mean, like, it's easy to look at 360 and PS3 and go, wow, these are amazing experiences. What the hell is going on with Wii U? When 360 came out, it didn't even support 1080p resolution. Yeah. There was no store. There Live was, wasn't it, what it is today. Nope. It, it's <laughs> oh. totally different. Um, you know, and, and obviously the games are just so much more mature. And I mean, one of the other things to think about is that, you know, when PS4 and Xbox One come out, a lot of the best reasons to have those platforms are the same reasons to keep using your 360 and PS3. Sure. Yeah. You know, like I'm super stoked for Watch Dogs, but <clears> do I, you know... And obviously, I'm an obsessive gamer, so I probably will buy a PS4 and Xbox One immediately. However, yeah. you know, uh, Watch Dogs is the game I'm super excited about this year, and it's also on 360 and PS3. Yep. I mean, you remember the so. first week the Wii U was out, all everyone did was complain about the, the firmware update. Oh, and man. And weeks later, they and complained the, the, about the, the time between menus yep, and, and all and that the virtual stuff. console, yeah. not yep. having anything there. Mm-hmm. And little by little... Well, there wasn't a virtual console. Wasn't a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And little exactly. by little, the, and when they did launch it, it had like Ice Climber yeah, and some yeah. other yeah, yeah. stuff that they'll, they They'll get there. Uh, and I mean... The funny, the, the thing that's fascinating to me is is I can still point to different elements there that I really want them to address, and and not and not in a fundamental game perspective, just like sure. fix this, fix that. I yeah. want accounts, you know, that work right. Right. Uh, like so I, I, I think that some of the hate sort of lobby towards Ooh. Nintendo just to toss this out there as well was you know in a lot of ways they overpromised. I yeah. mean it was about this big that's, launch window and that's every and console launch that's the thing it is and yeah. it's been a while so I, I, yeah. I, I see Altano's point completely it's, it's been a while since we've kind of had to go through this and get ready because yeah. next year if we're not sitting here in some form bitching about where PS4 is right now or where uh, the Xbox One is at That'd that point. That would be a remarkable yeah. thing. That will be a very remarkable thing. Now, maybe their download initiatives and, and their other options will be a little 
uh, better put together, but sure. it still yeah. remains to be seen how this is going to go because this is yep. r- and rather we'll, typical. And we'll see what happens. I mean, it, it, from from all that we can tell, it looks like you know Sony and Microsoft have some really strong third party support because yep. yep. the whole industry is sort of trend. Or, you know, yeah, the, and that's the, the other problem. But we should yeah. probably well, move on. Well, but I'll just say like the 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 bulk of the industry seems to be trending towards what Microsoft and Sony are interested in. Mm-hmm. We look over at 3ds. Same idea. Bulk of the industry trended over towards iOS. Mm-hmm. And I still play my 3DS the most out of anything. Uh, I love that thing to death, and I cannot find enough time to play all the games I want to play on that I have thing. no time towards Shinigami Tensei 4. It, well, yeah, I, I, haven't even too, t- so I haven't even touched that because I'm too busy with Animal Crossing and my 5 million Street Pass games, mm-hmm. and I'm messing with Mario and Luigi. Yep, and yep. It, I'm just sitting here going, this is almost all through Nintendo itself. Yeah. So yeah. if Nintendo is able to marshal that kind of support with the help of some key partners yeah. like Platinum and things like but, that. But we've been in that boat before, too, like Nintendo sure. sort of steering the ship. But anyway, sure. let's, let's get back to Pikmin. <laughs> Folks have been listening to us drone on for a little bit. Well, uh, so it's all sort of related. In some sure, way, sure, right? definitely. So. so, Brendan, this question's for get you to, to kick it off and start. Nice job, uh, <laughs> which control scheme, Brendan, do you think is the best option for this game? I'm going to let him kick it off and then we'll go around. I am using right now, which is the Wii Remote and the Nunchuck which you don't need Wii Motion Plus for, um, and using the gamepad as a complement uh, map, which you pretty much use in all the different formats. Yep. Um, just because it's almost like, you know, while it's not like, you know, an RTS in some aspects, it does feel like this is a substitute for having a, a mouse. Yes. Because trying to play an RTS on a you know on a console gamepad is just terrible. Well, I'll, I'll let me. I'll, I'll put you one further. This isn't an RTS, and because of that, because you need that highly reactive, highly sort of action oriented play, you need that quick responsiveness. So what you see right now is like Brendan's running and aiming, and you know, and sort of managing all these different actions. You can't actually really do that on the gamepad. I think, I mean, maybe you if have you to really stop to aim pretty much. Exactly. Be- because they did this weird thing with the twin sticks where you only are rotating the camera, but to control the sort of distance of your pitch, of your throw, you have to stop moving. Because the move button, once you stop moving, then you control the distance of your throw. Yeah, yeah. That single choice, and from what I can tell, and Brennan, you, you've played through way more than I have, I don't believe there's any option to adjust that. No. Nope. Uh, so that oversight, despite the fact that they have all these different control schemes, that oversight on the controller-based uh, control schemes kills those for me. Yeah, I, 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 I am glad totally. that you have different options. It is nice to see them exploring the possibilities. Yeah. But that said, uh, this is the this way. This game to go. better not have been delayed yeah. to explore those possibilities. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so actually, I was out. I was talking about this with Jose this morning about how oh, so cool. we we were kind of like so burnt on motion controls for such a long time I feel like they got so oversaturated they were put into every game it it got to be ridiculous and they were fundamentally broken for a while and it's been a while since I've played a game with a Wii controller you know the Wiimote nunchuck setup that I used for years for many games and this game kind of reminds you of why motion controls aren't terrible if you pare them down to just you have the pointer which does everything you need to do better than most analog sticks can do um and you have the nunchuck, which does quick little flick motions and stuff like that, which actually is used very well in Pikmin. They work really well. And I think we got off a of track for that for a while, and things got a little too much with Connect and standing on a Wii Fit pad to move <laughs> things around. It's just too much. I think with, like, with every control scheme, there is a reasonable application for it, and there's an unreasonable application for yep. it. I mean, it's like saying that, okay, so you have a mouse and keyboard, so you need to use the mouse for a fighting game. 
yeah, what the heck am I supposed to do with that? And it's kind of the same idea here where it's like this motion control, which is mostly just about aiming. It's a, you're mostly just pointing at the screen. That's about it. And you, lo- you have a little <coughs> bit of shake to charge yeah, yeah, yeah. and a few things like that. But, I mean, for the, it's very restrained. It's very sensible. And it works perfectly for this style of game. Whereas, you know, on Wii, a lot of times we were just like, shake your remote to attack. And you're just like, can I just press a button? Like, why, why can't I just press a button? You know, there's some things that button presses work perfectly for. And there's some things that an yeah. aiming mechanic works perfectly for. And this is one of them. When just to just to kind of toss this out there, because earlier you said this isn't really an RTS. I would actually, though, remind people there is a, a rock, paper, scissors element to oh, this sure. game. Sure, mm-hmm. sure, sure. And enemies do have natural weaknesses oh, that you have to discover. And maybe, of course, it's not StarCraft in any way, shape, or form. Um, and it is an RTS light style of game, but it's still yeah. really deep in terms of oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. different sort of attacks you can put together, different combinations. I love, we did a video, uh, Brendan and I, about how the gamepad uh, works with sort of multitasking and helping you keep track of yep. three different captains in three different locations and giving them orders to go places and them being smart enough to pretty much make it on their own. They won't yeah. fight anything on the way, but there, there's a lot of depth here to it's this really game. Cool. And it's really yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, no, there's also completely. there's five different types of Pikmin to negotiate and leverage. Yeah. And, Not I mean, including the ones from the co-op mode, which they toss back right. in the purple and white Pikmin as well. Yep. Oh, I was yeah. putting cool. that in there. Yeah. I didn't even know that. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you mess around with, with mission mode, it's awesome. Like every type of Nintendo game, particularly Nintendo's action games, there is a richness and a depth of inherent strategy. I mean, I would argue that even like Zelda games have a lot of sort of strategic yeah. elements in terms of combat. And yeah, okay, you know that the red spot is the spot you go to, but that still means you have to be strategic in how you go and hit that red yeah, spot. And so, yeah, exactly. Sometimes uh, even exposing it is the difficult part. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, Rich was talking about the, the, the first boss in this game that he yeah. fought on the, on the fifth day. And I went in, uh, he's got this really hard candy shell on the outside of him, these huge claws. And I like went a in. Centipede with, thing. Yeah. yeah. He's fast yeah. and he's moving around this cavern. Yeah, and I went yeah. in with 70 red Pikmin and 30 rock Pikmin. And I'm like, the red guys will screw him up. And I threw all the red guys at him. <laughs> and he just reached his claws out and shoved 70 red Pikmin in his mouth. He was just like, thanks. And I was like, I need to get out of here. And I ran out with the rock Pikmin and like, if they could talk, they would look up to me and be like, what the fuck just happened in there? That's crazy. So I had Their a, eyes bulged yeah, out. Yeah, they're like, like dude, you just murdered 70 of us. I'm like, oh god, I, that was some bad strategy on my yeah, part. Yeah. So I went back in with the rock guys, left all the red guys in his mouth and stomach to get eaten and digested. The rock guys screwed him up and I smashed his face open and <laughs> And I won, and it was great, but okay. it took some trial and error to get sure, there. You sure. can't just go in with an army, be like, I got 100 things. I'm going to throw it at this problem yeah. and hope it'll get solved. Yeah, you, you will die. Well, and the like, other thing like this that, weakness here, uh, yeah. which we're watching. Uh, yeah, once you got the lights light, on, yeah. it's game over for this guy. It's on. Yeah. The thing that, you know, to continue on sort of what Brian was talking about, what's cool about that guy is he's a centipede dude with these, <laughs> these pinchers in front of him. You can actually throw the rock Pikmin at the pinchers, destroy the pinchers, uh-huh. and then he can't grab them anymore, and you actually can call them back to you. Yeah. Um, yeah and yeah. that's the kind of cool, there's a cool depth to it, and, you know, I really like that about the game. There's just, you know, sure. there's a complexity yeah. that I don't really feel like are in, I mean, I'm not trying to knock other RTS games, but other RTS games focus on different types of things like resource management and bases and that sort of thing. Uh, Pikmin's more about the active combat of its game. So yeah, and that that so question, screwed. by the way, last question I read out was from Bladefinger. Uh, okay, so I, I, we got to start a lightning round because we do have places to go <laughs> and things to do. So we're gonna try and go really fast because uh, we're uh, gonna be ten minutes late to something. Uh, okay, really quickly, 
from Blackout CA, was the long wait for... Now, this is a weird question, but I want you guys to look at it anyway. Was uh, the long wait for Pikmin 3 in terms of delays justified? Does the final product show they put a lot of effort into what seems to be a great game? Yeah, uh, we'll let, yes. Go ahead. Why? Yeah, well, because, well, I mean, first of all, that's it's kind of a weird question because we weren't there when they were making this game. So Thank I don't you. know what this game looked like six months ago. I assumed they sat Probably back. a Wii game. I'm yeah. kidding. No, <laughs> I, no, that's actually not wrong. It yeah, was yeah. a Wii game. Yeah, yeah. And then they just realized that, like, oh, you know what? I, I mean, because I think, I think Miyamoto's gone on record as saying, like, they, you know, they're thinking about it and trying to figure it out. And they just ultimately realized that to show everything they wanted to show and to be able to do this the way they wanted to do it, they're just like, you know what? Actually, this totally makes sense on Wii. He also has that famous quote where he was like, you know, a bad game is bad forever. Yeah. And, so, and I'm butchering it here. But delaying that something works. to make it better is a good thing. Like mm-hmm. Nintendo doesn't hang back on stuff to sit on it and make it worse. Yep, or for right. no reason other than be like, let's mess with the fans. Like Obviously, they spent months to make this thing more beautiful and more fun, and it's really fun and beautiful. So. And you will see some of the best fruit textures you have ever. <laughs> God, yes, any I other know. game. I was Talk sat there it. and just yeah. rotated them. Let's like, look at this fruit up close. Yeah. <laughs> Brian uh, spent... Feature. Um, yeah, oh, I, I, I spent like a half an hour looking at one of the grapes the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. And, and just, then I brought grapes in for lunch yesterday. Um, among other things, I didn't just eat grapes. <laughs> That's all he eats now. And fruit. I was just sitting there looking at them on my desk, and I'm like, oh, these things are look so cool. The game made them look so awesome. I will, I will say my one sort of visual sort of issue with the game is the ground textures. Yeah, yeah some of them looking. look bad. It's very flat. Mm-hmm. Um, We're but, seeing some of it right now a little bit, yeah. the right or left of your screen, depending. By, by and large, from a traditional perspective, which is sort of what you're seeing now from a traditional camera angle, I think the game looks quite good. Um, I think, I mean, obviously, like in a couple of years, we're going to see Wii U games that look just vastly better than this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's come a long way since I first saw D3, where I thought it was okay looking, but still needed some work. Um, sure. So, you know, it's, it's fine. Oops. Oh, Brennan. Oh, fail. Um, oh, I could just knock it over. <laughs> That's okay. But yeah, I mean, I... I, I Overall, I'm impressed. I think there are a lot of stages in Beagle Battle. There are a fair number of missions. Uh, I, w- I would say some visual issues aside and some wishes for control, more control options within the different control schemes, I would say my one big problem is that it's not online, and I don't really buy the excuse that it's hard to track your Pikmin. Because Was that the excuse officially? Generally, it's <laughs> like it's hard to track all your little Pikmin. And it's like, okay, but, you know. They don't Star- have much thinking to do. In 1995, I was playing StarCraft games that were able to track the location yeah, of all yeah. my Zerglings. So Those I, weren't Pikmin. True, 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 true. Pikmin are their own <laughs> unique beast. I, I, I feel like it probably could have been done. I get the reservation about it, but Rich, I feel like it could have been done. Show me the next time a Zergling can carry a mango across a farm. <laughs> true, true, <laughs> yeah. They're Jeez. only really good about being sacrificial lambs. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, that is my big problem with the game, right? Okay. If okay. you have friends around, I mean, and this is sort of typical of most Nintendo experiences, if you have friends around that are definitely willing to play, say, Bingo Battle in particular, um, with you, like locally, uh, I would buy this without hesitation. I think it's absolutely worth the wait. Bingo Battle is genius. It's very, very... It's a lot it's of fun. really, yeah. really fun. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so next question comes from Arthur of Hyrule. And this question was asked by a couple of folks, so my bad if I missed it. Uh, he says, this may not be the perfect question to ask, but I think it would to go. Uh, bring up an interesting conversation. Much like New Super Mario Bros. U, the expansion on New Super Luigi U, do you guys think Nintendo will create a large-scale expansion uh, with uh, new game modes or a new story mode for Pikmin 3? And if so, what do you think it could be? Thanks. Uh, my, my hope and, and my suspicion is that if there is DLC you know, to be had for Pikmin, that it's going to be in the form of missions and, and bingo battle type things. Mm-hmm. 
I don't really see them doing like a big old add-on to the story. Um, while I like Luigi U and I think it's really, really, really clever, I also think it's actually probably not the best way to handle your DLC. You know, saying, hey... Here's some DLC for twenty dollars. I think I think it's. And then we're gonna rush yeah. you through the whole thing. No, yeah, I, I, I still I, enjoy that though. I, I, I loved Luigi. U. Yeah, I did no, too. It's no, absolutely, I, I enjoy it's, it. it's awesome. I, I don't. Maybe that's. I mean, in my head, at least, that's not the best way to go get a bunch of people sure. to buy your DLC. Um, so I mean, I, I think I'd be totally down just to see crazy missions and difficult. Yeah, missions. I mean, you also have to consider that Luigi U was DLC for the best-selling Wii U game. So I don't think. It would be far fetched to say that this game would have to sell a little bit for them to even justify doing. Yeah, and Miyamoto more and more. says it's possible. Yeah. I mean, that quote sure. is out there, right? We have a new story on IGN that went up this week or end sure. of last week. I think there's plenty of room to either do missions or to do multiplayer stuff, or maybe just yeah. even be like, "Hey, here's a new part of a planet we're dropping you in on." Which I, I, I think would, would love. Be really cool. That would be nice. That would be awesome. I would love to just see like like. Uh, you know, Kez, I haven't played enough of the game to really comment on this, but five Keza, seconds, Rich. Four. All right, we got to go as soon as this counter reaches the end. Are we coming back or are we going? Oh uh, yeah, we are coming right, back for one back more round of questions, and then we need okay. to head off. All right. So See you guys after sunset, stay tuned. We will be right go behind. Tell us. Keep the night light on. on the Tropical Isles? Was that where we so were? Tropical pretty. Island? Huh? Another it's random so area. Yeah, it's very pretty here. Yeah, really yeah, nice This area. time we have all the Ooh, pigments. show off Flying Pikmin, please. Let's get like yeah. five I haven't even seen billion Flying Pikmin. I need to see more oh. Flying Pikmin. Oh. Oh, that will make somewhere. my day. Thank you. Man, all right, somewhere. and we're going back uh, answering your questions. Thanks for your patience. Uh, this is our last round, so we're going to try and make it good. Uh, here is our first question. From Rodrigo.br, and I, I think the only person in this room can answer this right now is Brendan. Uh, so, Brendan, how many days uh, did it take you to clear the main quest? And the rest of us can chime in on, is it as strict as on the first Pikmin? Um, it took me, once I beat the game, first run through, they told me I had about 16 to 20 hours clocked down, and I beat it in 21 days. Okay. Um, that said... I know I could have beat it sooner. I was kind of like looking for fruit. I only found half the fruit in the whole okay. game okay. once I beat it. So I know I could have explored even more. I could have got less fruit and gone faster, or I could have gone slower, because there is no real hard limits. Flying Pikmin are really <laughs> going cool. going over the bridge. I'm not even that. listening to Brendan right now. Oh, he's coming for you. Oh, he's so angry. Oh, wow. So I'm on my 23rd day. Oh, nice. And I don't even have blue Pikmin yet because I've just been going in and getting tons of so fruit. So clearly we know who's better at this game. Yep. And that's <laughs> sort of the doing thing, it for too. Guide and just doing You're it for guaranteed fun. another day to play as long as you have more fruit ju- more yeah. juice, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's all about just just stocking just... up reserves. Yeah, so what I did was I went and got a lot of fruit. So I have like 12 canisters of fruit juice now. <laughs> so now I can just go in and kind of like take my time to actually beat the main game. This is so cool to see. Yeah, they're just carrying him away. <laughs> like, huh? Well, we got Hovering carcass. Okay, uh, so how about how is this compared to the first Pikmin? First Pikmin had a strict time limit of 30 days. 
it was sort of a take it or leave it thing among yeah. folks. I thought it was okay because I kind of liked the pressure of knowing, hey, there's failure on the horizon. Mm, too much pressure. For I, me. I don't. I don't feel like that's a, a terrible deal breaker for myself. But I understand that there are plenty of folks out there who was like, thirty days is ridiculous. Hell yeah. no. I'm actually. I don't I'm, like that. I'm glad that they that they scaled back from that and it's uh, like more laid back now. This mm-hmm. feels like the perfect marriage between Pikmin one and two, where it's it's got the feel of Pikmin one. But it's got the character, like the ex- all the extra Pikmin from Pikmin Two, whereas yeah. one was very focused on that. And this, like, it totally switches up the gameplay. I really bit. think that, like, this is accessible for anybody, and for someone who is a really big strategy person, mm-hmm. there opens up a whole new possibility for speedrunning. Because I had heard that, like, you know, you can beat Pikmin One in six days. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's with not multitasking with using the gamepad and all the different captains. I have no doubt you could play this game and beat it and like. To play it like a cyborg. Day. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Okay. But cool. there I is can't a, wait to see that. There's yeah. a possibility. I can't wait to see people do speed runs. Because I think I saw Miyamoto's give an estimate of something like a dozen or 15 days or something like that. I don't remember wow. exactly. But I mean, you know, but I'm people sure are really, people will refine it down. Yeah, oh, People yeah. are really hung up on how many hours that is. And I think that's kind of the wrong way. Like the, yeah. the, the, the sort of common complaint that's getting lobbied against this game um, is length, which is sort of a tired argument, at least in my opinion. Sometimes you'll play a game, and yes, it can feel incomplete. I don't mind a short game as long as when it's over, I feel like it's it's a good game. And I don't even think to classify it as short so is I a think fair It's interesting. So like... Judgment. Yeah. For, for a lot of us, uh, and I'm, I would count myself in this group, I'm totally fine with the six to eight hour game, but I also, buy, I also buy a lot of games and I'm willing to make that investment. Yeah, and I it think there is per person. I think there are a lot of people out there. I mean, it's it's sort of known in the industry that it's this way. They really they they view buying games as a much more premium purchase. So it's like I buy two to three games a year. Yeah, that's it. Like I don't yeah. buy twelve. You know, all of us in this room buy a dozen games a year. But probably way more than that. Probably a multiple we'll of that. Probably finish like maybe half of them. Yeah, I mean, I probably complete a dozen games in a year. Not to say that I probably buy three dozen games a year. I, I probably but, buy about six to ten a month. Yeah, but no there joke. are a lot of people. Same. There are a lot of people that don't just don't do that, really and they want that purchase to last, you know, them months, if not that full year. So I get it. I, I do understand that view, and you want as much as you can. I honestly, so long as you're comfortable with non-online play for multiplayer, yeah. I think this game does have that. Not only do you have the ability to keep perfecting your story mode performance, you also have the mission modes. And again, you can perfect and compare your, your times and everything to others. Um, and then you've got Bingo Battle, which has a dozen stages, each of which have three different ca- configurations. And you know, if you guys saw the, the commentary that Sam and Jose and I did last week, each match was slightly different, and you can have a capture the flag experience. You <laughs> no, it wasn't. I out. lost in both of them. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I mean, you have a consistent experience when you play against Jose, but I mean, generally speaking, it's different. Um, but I, I'm I willing think, to admit this publicly. I think this game does have some depth and variety to it, and yeah, the single player is probably you know eight to ten hours. But uh, I think that the fact that you can replay it, uh, yeah. like and going back to earlier days, and it'll resave your progress. So, like, if you took you two days to beat a boss. Get his body back. Like I can do that in one day. Yeah. You can go back, and it would save your progress. And then you go on from there. Like so, suddenly you're 
30-day run is now a like 29-day run, 28-day yep. run. You can start building better scores. Yep. Yeah, I, and I don't know, you guys. I have played this game a lot more than eight to ten hours already. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm halfway done with. Yeah, and I just stuff. keep thinking about, oh man, what can I do next, or yeah. what's just another way them. I can do this? Did you just know, throw them I in water? They would float. <laughs> Me too. They have <laughs> wings. They would fly over. <laughs> yeah, you, that's actually the funny thing about the the uh, the pink Pikmin is that they they uh, you throw them. You think yeah. you would yeah. just like point at something, and they're like, oh yeah, sure. Okay, so lightning yeah. round. We got to start right, picking right, this right, up because yeah, we got to go. Very good at that. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, is uh, these are okay. Whatever. Bloody Randy asks: Is there any Meverse integration like Super Mario Bros. U? Quick answer. The yes, and quickly say what it is. Uh, oh, oh, yeah! It's the photo, the yeah, photo the stuff where you can post screenshots and stuff like that, which is really cool. Uh, Very cool. I can't wait to see what we'll do because some cool artistic stuff you could probably do. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. The mission mode completion and scores and times that it's online. I think so. I haven't confirmed that because I wasn't online when I was recording. Okay. Um, I, can't, I, I think that's right. That's right. what I heard somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, so okay. continuing cool. on. Yeah. Uh, which Pikmin do you like the best? One, two. Uh, this one, uh, TR5414. Uh, only put one and two. Throw three in there. What's your favorite Pikmin? Reds. Of the three Pikmin games? Of the three Pikmin games. Oh, it's, oh, oh. It's, it's Pikmin 3 right now. I thought you said Pikmin yeah, my favorite. Yeah, it's, it's definitely my, Pikmin 3 right Pikmin. now. Yeah. I, I liked 2. I thought it did some weird stuff with the like caverns where you drop in. The random you, stuff. Yeah, and you yeah, have yeah. to bring 100 guys, and you couldn't respawn or anything yeah. down there. And If your crew was wiped out down there. And there's nothing on. like that in here, right? Yeah. No. Just small This is much caves. more focused. Yeah. It's much more driven. And, you know, 1 felt like it was just learning what... The, the franchise could be for the first time, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had the time limit. So three, to me, I can lay back and explore for hours. I can go and send my squads everywhere and just kind of hang out. And that, I really like multitasking with three I'll, three separate characters. So to add on to this, of one or two, which one would it be? I Toss three out for a second. I don't even care. <laughs> hey, really? No, no, because I honestly never really played Pikmin 2 that much because I just, it, I forget when it came out, but I think it came out the same year as maybe Resident Evil 4, and that's all I cared about playing at the time. Mm-hmm. A lot of people um, did. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that, a little that, bit. Um, I, you know, one of the things I think that I really like about this game, and we're sort of talking about the sort of blend and sort of how it changed itself from Pikmin 1 and 2, I love the idea that you can play it ultra aggressively like an action game yeah. where you can play it super casually more maybe almost like a, totally. like a weird Animal Crossing game or something like that mm-hmm. you know where you're just chilling wandering around getting fruit chilling not worrying about too much like I have to beat this boss right now um, I like that stuff I think that's really really cool um, so yeah anyway okay. yeah Pikmin 3 hands down I mean I just it, it in a lot of ways uh, I, I saw someone on Twitter say, compare it to kind of like a reboot of the franchise in some ways I think that's ap- you know okay. accurate and uh, Brendan what would you say Pikmin 1 or 2 Pikmin 1 or 2, weapon to 3. I like three. Uh, we'll, we'll take 3 out of the equation. But let's give <laughs> IGN has already declared Pikmin 3 the best Pikmin game. Yeah, yeah we, we already kind of like yeah, agreed. Lightning round. Oh, Lightning round. 1 or 2 yeah. would be 1. Uh, it would be 1. Okay, I also say 1, so I like the 30-day limit. Okay, uh... Hey guys, this comes from Anthony, the game guy. Hey guys, I was wondering how large Pikmin feels. Pikmin 3 feels compared to its predecessors in terms of main story content. I love the second game because it felt so meaty compared to the first. The areas were larger, there were a lot more enemies, the 14 caverns to explore. Uh, would you say Pikmin 3 feels like a downgrade compared to this, or is it perhaps the biggest of the three? Thanks. Um, I'd say it's not really a downgrade, it's sort of like a sidestep because you're. it's a big game, but you're spending less of it in little caverns and doing things like of that nature. So, mm-hmm. uh, in in that regard, I, like size wise, it feels the same to me. I re- like the areas and the scope of the areas is really cool. Like they're huge, huge areas, mm-hmm. and there's like little caves and tunnels all over the place that you can be sending characters all around. You can revisit to. old areas as you yeah. get new types of Pikmin. Stuff exactly. Like that. So yeah. it's, it's got that to it. Um, okay. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Sorry, I said lightning round, and I don't even have the questions ready. Yeah, ahead of time. How amazing am I? Uh, do Pikmin have souls? Bloody Randy ass. Yeah, you can <laughs> see, you weird, see them flying away in pain. You, I, I think it depends, because if you look at the beady little eyes of the pink ones, like that is definitely Yeah, the, the pink and white ones are soulless. Like they, they, yeah. They're terrifying. The rest yeah. of them, sure. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm out of questions. We're out of time. We got Great. stuff to do. Uh, right, if you submitted a question and I didn't ask it, I'm sorry. We should do another one of these for like something like uh, Mario and Luigi. Just yeah, actually, we've been getting a lot of requests to revisit E3 predictions, even though I'm just like, why? Uh, E3 was like two months ago, but people, people want that. People just want to know. Yeah. Uh, that, was, yeah. that was messed up what you just did. That was really awesome. <laughs> like he was just hanging out. This is what I'm talking about. He was in my way. This game is vicious. Threw a bomb in his mouth. He's just laying in the Watch water. This. He did that to a, he, this guy over here. There's a little crab. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, he's coming right wow, for you. he bounced oh. it off. Oh. Oh, oh God. Oh. Wow. Oh. Yo, oh. His arm off his wow. arm. Holy cow. And you lost the pigment in the process. How are you going to eat now? You got no arms. Well, you know what? That's Just, guys, re- remember that this is based off of Miyamoto's observations kind of in the garden. Yeah, it He's yeah, throwing what? little sticks of dynamite at small, innocent creatures. You scared the crap up. out of this crap, Look at that crab. He's just, oh. Uh, anyway. An, I all right. Well, <laughs> this is a great place to end it. Thank you very wow. much for coming in, guys. Uh, as always, what? we will try to bring you Nintendo voice ch- uh, video chat slash voice chat every week here on IGN. And for more Pikmin coverage, wow. make sure you check out all of our videos that are going up this week. We've got a bunch of commentaries. Guys, quickly plug something you worked on and your Twitter handle. Go, starting with Rich. I don't know. I was just watching little Come on, Pikmin you worked on something. Hurry up, crap. hurry up. Come on. I'm at Ragafraga underscore I'm Fraga, and I did IGN. the walkthrough video for this, so look for it there we go. when the game comes out. <laughs> okay. I'm at Agent Bizzle. You can check out Up at Noon on Monday at noon. We have... Uh, some great okay. surprises, actually. It's a good show. Go okay. check it out. Okay. So this one's a surprise show, unlike last week, where you bit. can tell us who was there. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. And uh, I am at Jose Otero on Twitter. And I have been working on a bunch of commentary videos uh, with a bunch of folks in this room. So please check them out on IGN. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you next week.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.